This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Digital Audio Health by... Cymatrax. It's Al Cole from CBS Radio, and I want to tell you about a Renaissance woman who excels at everything she puts her innovative mind to. And you know, I'm going to start it out like this. What would you say if I told you that I was going to introduce you to a lady who is a very successful business entrepreneur and a world-class creative force as a realtor, interior designer, hosts charity golf tournaments for wildlife, and is the cutting-edge author of the stunning Magical Forces Within. Well, Al, I'd say make the introduction, brother. <laughs> I've just been dying to learn some of all of those things from somebody who sounds like a real magnetic lady. <laughs> well, you're in luck because not only can you learn about the fabulous life accomplishments of this woman, whose name happens to be Rhonda Grant, <laughs> but week in and week out, Rhonda will introduce you to some of the most exciting guests on the planet as she hosts her own awesome podcast, The Rhonda Grant Show, on Contact Talk Radio. Week to week, Rhonda skillfully weaves the magical forces within her with the extraordinary discoveries in the sometimes ordinary lives of her guests who blossom before your very eyes through the guidance and know-how of such a skilled and sensitive host as Rhonda Grant. you got to check it out. Check out all the action at rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. Com to witness the extraordinary discoveries in otherwise ordinary lives. And I hear some of you asking right now, well, Al, how do you know all this? <laughs> I'll tell you. It's because I weave some of the same magic on my own nationally syndicated show called People of Distinction. It's all about humanity at its best. Every guest with extraordinary things to say about the magical forces within life itself. Get it? So check them out. The Rhonda Grant Show, Extraordinary Discoveries in Ordinary Lives, and People of Distinction, created by me, Al Cole from CBS Radio, now hosted by my amazing son, Benji Cole. You can check out People of Distinction on Apple Music or email me for exciting updates on my music and my books, too, especially Romance for Women on Amazon. Email me at al at alcoholic.com. You heard me right. That's A L at A-L-C-O-L-E-H-O-L-I-C.com. And I really want to thank my CBS radio listeners for coming up with that handle, Alcoholic. <laughs> Seems like from day one, my listeners have been saying, Al, we love what you're doing there, brother. In fact, we're hooked on it. We're Alcoholics. So here we go in classic form with a swing of a golf club as she hosts another charity golf tournament for wildlife and another incomparable Rhonda Grant show. So all together, everybody, here's Rhonda. Thank you for tuning in. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now. And I have many great guests on the show and I have a great guest coming up. If you've been searching for a deeper meaning in your life, go to Amazon and pick up my book, Magical Forces Within. You know, we're all ordinary people having extraordinary experiences. And we have a fantastic guest on the show today, Laura Avaliza. 
author and realtor, and we're going to find out more about her extraordinary experiences. Laura grew up in a world filled with domestic abuse and violence. As an adult, she came face to face with her own substance abuse. Looking into her children's eyes, she knew she had, a had to turn her life around. Today, Laura is a successful realtor, author, and motivational speaker. What's the secret to her positive transformation? Laura's book, Breaking Barriers, A Woman's Journey to Finding Forgiveness, Personal Growth and Positive Transformation, shares her incredible life story and reveals how she used forgiveness, spirituality, and determination to forge a happy life and successful career. Today, Laura is focused on helping others overcome their own struggles. Welcome to the Rhonda Grant Show, Laura. Thank you, Rhonda. Tell us uh, some of the events in your life that you feel led you to substance abuse. Well, it all started, I guess I can start right back down from my childhood because mm -hmm. uh, my upbringing was certainly not your normal upbringing. I, um, I, I grew up in a, in a, in a world filled with abuse. Um, um, I, I grew up in Italy, uh, in Sicily when I was uh, little, I was born in Toronto, but my parents uh, lived in Sicily and my dad was uh, extremely abusive. Not, I don't remember him being abusive to us kids. There was three of us, but um, I did watch him abuse my mom on a regular basis. Um, and then when I was nine years old, I was living in Canada with my maternal grandparents. But my whole family was in uh, back home in Sicily. And uh, one day we got a phone call from a relative um, telling us that um, my mom was was gone and uh, there was an accident. And my grandmother was um, screaming and I was on the other line listening. And when we asked what when she asked what happened, if she was in the hospital, they said, no, she's dead. My dad had um, had murdered my mom. Um, oh my goodness! In the kitchen while she was doing dishes. <laughs> oh my goodness! And um, so, um, it, yeah, it was it was tough. I mean, usually I can talk about it, but I think right now it's just with everything going on in our world, it's just everything is is more difficult to talk about mm -hmm. um so my grandparents um flew to italy to get custody of my brother and my sister and to bury my mom mm -hmm. uh, um but they they brought back my sister uh with them and that's where i think it all started um i mean things started to happen in in italy with just different people doing different things to me as a young girl. And um, back in back in that day, especially for Italians, you just never spoke about these tragedies. It was all kind of like hush hush, right? There was, yes, you just don't talk about them. And so, you know, I think I just ended up growing more and more into, you know, anger and resentment and hatred for my father. And um, so it was tough growing up and, um, I had extremely strict grandparents. 
And I think I just started uh, basically, you know, trying different things at a young age, like about 13, 14, I started, um, you know, they always had alcohol around, so I would start drinking. Um, but it just, um, you know, it, it wasn't just the substance abuse, it was the depression, it was everything. So um, it just, and then getting from one bad relationship to another is, you know, what ended up happening. I was with a, um, I've had a boyfriend when I was 15 and for a couple of years and he ended up being physically abusive to me. And then one day I just realized, wow, I'm like living my mom's life. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. and then, but what happens though, is the things that you're familiar with is what you attract to yourself. And so that's yep. what you knew. That's what you saw. And apparently there's different um, attributes to a person um it's personality and a lot of people don't realize that they're attracting the same into their life because they don't realize that they're the clues that they see that they're attracted to actually is is the um the clues that were in their childhood and so it's pretty tough for a 15 year old to distinguish who's going to hurt you mm -hmm. and who's going to be a supportive uh mate pretty young having a, a a boyfriend at 15 years of age what was school like for you I mean, you know, 15 years, I mean, that's six years from the time that you found out um, that your mom had passed away. Uh, school was always troubling because, um, first of all, I, I didn't know how to speak English. So okay. um, it was, um, you know, starting in, in the elementary years, uh, in grade four, I tried to say certain words sometimes and they would laugh at me. And, and so it just led to more... Um, you know, unhappiness is, you know, mm -hmm. and, they didn't understand the accent. Yeah. And I didn't know how to say words. Like I think, so my name in Italian is like, I have two names. It's Michelina, okay. Michelina Laura. And so, I, you know, in the beginning I was called Michelina, but people would pronounce it Michelin. Uh, oh. And I, and, and so that embarrassed me. So I wanted to be called Laura, like Laura is Laura. So I tried to say Laura and I didn't know how to say it in English. And I said, love, I think is what I recall. And they all started laughing at me. Right. So, mm. um, so I spent a lot of time crying and then in grade, So I had a, uh, in grade uh, when I went to grade in, in grade four, I was in a special ed class trying to learn English. And then in grade five, they wanted to sort of put me in grade four keep me in grade four, but I wanted to be with kids my age, I had already mm -hmm. had enough struggles. And so the principal had decided to give me that chance. And he said, you know, if she can't keep up, then we have to put her back. So I, I was able to keep up. But um, and then I had a best friend, uh, her and I were inseparable. And, and I knew she she was sick. I was I didn't understand what her sickness was. All I knew was that every day she had to give herself needles. And she, you know, we're like, how old are you in grade five or six? And, and then she ended up dying. Um, and so that devastated me even more. What did uh, she have? Uh, she, had she had leukemia. Oh, dear. Yeah. But at that age, I didn't know, right? I just knew she was sick. And I didn't understand what leukemia was. So, so I lost my best friend two years after I lost my mom. <laughs> oh, and, dear. Um, you know, and then that boyfriend that I had, I was very close to his mom. 
and she died. So it was like, you know, so all these deaths are happening around me and, and, you know, Italians, especially old fashioned, like my grandparents are, you know, right from Sicily. They don't, they didn't speak English. They don't, there's no therapy. There's no help. There's no, Oh, you know, let's get her some, some help. It's just, you just keep on going. Right. So I was just in, I would say in survival mode growing up and, um, and I was always, uh, uh, I wasn't the greatest in, in school, but I do recall that there was, you know, some things that I was good at, but I was never made to feel like I was ever good enough. Right. So, um, and then high school, the same thing. I just, it was one struggle after another, but, um, it was just survival mode. And then that's when I met, uh, another, we, I broke up with my boyfriend, but then met another man at 17 or almost 18. And he's the one that ended up being, you know, the father of my children, the husband. And that was another completely um, emotionally and mentally abusive relationship that I had to go through for eight years. Um, and it was, you know, my turning point was at 28, 29 years of age when um a friend introduced me to a life-changing course and it really literally changed the course of my life. Um, Can you remember the course? Well, it was called Lifestream at the time. Okay. Uh, And it was in Toronto there, you know, in the U S and stuff, but they don't do them here anymore. Um, You know, it's uh, it was Jim Quinn and Ross Quinn. Ross is still around. And um, you know, from that four day weekend, it sparked something that um, I was very unfamiliar with in in my culture and, you know, forgiveness and meditation and, you know, morning routines and grateful journals and all kinds of things that it's not what I grew up with. Right. No. And And so when you went to this, um, when you took this course and went back home uh, to your husband, did you start having different feelings and thinking about different things and well so he didn't want me to do this course because of course not uh, when you're when you're being controlled and abused they don't want any change correct no right no. so when I came back he um actually resented me and and um I I ended up um I started, I was never a morning person. I ended up starting to get up at six o'clock in the morning. I would go for walks. I was overweight. So I lost 25 pounds. I meditated every day. I started being like very happy. Like all my relationships started to turn around or even mm-hmm. the relationship with my little kids. And it was just, um, I was in, con- he was very resentful. And I mean, after losing 25 pounds and then starting to feel great in, in my skin and looking great, I remember going to work one day and he says, you're going like that. You look like a woman of the night. And I looked at him and I thought, oh my God. So he, you know, he made me feel like there was something wrong. And then when I went to the office, I was like, do I look like, you know, a woman of the night? And they're like, no, you look fabulous. Mm-hmm. So it was just him trying to put me down because um, he didn't want me to feel good. Right. So and I, and I felt great. And people at the office were like, what do you take every morning? Like, are you taking some kind of drugs? Because how can you be happy from the moment you walk in here to the moment you leave? And that was, I think, um, you know, be- between the, the forgiveness that I went through and then um, changing my whole routine where I became 
spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally um, fit. You know, I was, I finally had balance in all areas and all those four areas that were very important. And it's very life changing. Um, and so my world started to change and it, it just became amazing. Anything I touched almost turned to gold. It was just, it was beautiful. It was an amazing time. Um, I led that for a good 10 years and then um, I stopped doing those things. And I noticed that once I stopped doing those things, my life kind of started to change. And, uh, and then I suffered a massive depression in, in uh, my early 40s. For about a, and when did, did you leave that husband? Did he yeah, start? Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, you yes, did. did. Okay. I, did. Yeah, I just so. wondered if um, yeah. he wanted to know uh, the things that you had learned so that he could also grow. Um, but that's not what happened at all. You he ended actually, up. He actually did. He actually oh, good. ended up doing the, the, the course, but, and it was, it was good, like for our relationship, but I, I never like, I never was in love. So the thing was for me to be in this relationship, I just, it wasn't about now it was about like, Hey, I don't hate you, but I don't, I'm not in love with you. Right. So right. he couldn't understand that part, but you know, and I, I could have lived next door to him. I could have been his best friend, whatever it was, but I just didn't have that love feeling. So for me, mm -hmm. I was now in control of my life and I wanted to, you know, be in control for the first time in my life where, you know, I was, I was raised by controlling grandparents. And then I was raised by, you know, a controlling husband. So it was like time to take my control back. And I did so. And that was really good. So Mm -hmm. um, well, and it's really good uh, to stay friends or and have a relationship with the with the person who is the father of your children, because then it benefits them. Well, so um, how many years has it been? It's been uh, about 25 years since I've mm -hmm. been divorced. Mm -hmm. He he won't even go in the same room as me. Because <laughs> oh. he still hangs on to that much anger. So Oh. Uh, so I, I mean, I, once that relationship was over, but the thing was, I, you know, I still had to have communication obviously because we had children together, but after that, um, you know, I've, once my kids grew up, there's just been no communication and, and, and that's fine. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't, you, you can't change somebody. So it's, it's hard enough to, to live life than to worry. And then you have to worry about other people. That's something that, you know, you just have to kind of move on from. Mm -hmm. That's right. So you talked about uh, forgiveness. Yes. And a lot of people um, can have a have a, a really difficult time with forgiveness, because some people think that if I forgive, then I have allowed uh, or I'm condoning that behavior, but forgiveness is not about the other person. Forgiveness is about what you do to help yourself go beyond the things that have happened. 100%. Can you talk about that? I certainly can, because that was the life changing experience that I had. And so growing up in a, in a culture, like, you know, that I grew up in, um, who the call themselves. And, you know, I hate to say this, but like, I mean, I was born and raised Catholic and, and so, you know, we know what Jesus said on the cross and my family couldn't comprehend this forgiveness. And I'll tell you the beautiful 
way that it happened because it was nothing like it was absolutely magical and beautiful experience. So wonderful in, in the course, like once I did the four day, then I went on to the intensive and the intensive you deal with mom and dad. And when you deal with mom and dad, because a lot of our issues stem from our childhood. So a lot of us are, you know, we start getting programmed at a very young age. So we have a lot of programs and I'm, I'm 54 now and I still have things that, you know, I still work on, you know, programming and, and whatever. So it, you know, you, you do this, this um, mom and dad cycle. And, you know, I, I, I went through the cycle with mom and then I went through with a dad one. And it was like extremely difficult because I, you got to remember, like he took my mom's life, took away um, a mother of, from three young children, we were five, seven and, and not and nine. So, you know, we, my sister and I had a lot of hatred. So to, to forgive is like, you're like you said, it's like, Oh my God, how can you forgive? But Mm -hmm. it just changed everything. So it was, I was sitting in a chair while we were, we were doing this exercise, eyes closed and, and the, the facilitator helps you, you know, go through this, this exercise and it's beautiful. It's amazing. And once uh, Ross was finished with the exercise, you're st- I still, you know, we're all still with our eyes closed. And I felt myself honestly, like lifting, I, I thought I was being raised from the, from my seat. Like wow. it was almost like a hundred million pounds came off me. And what I, what I saw in my mind's eye was uh, me in pigtails holding my mom and my dad's hand and walking. And I saw that the three of us, like just our backs and there was all kinds of uh, trees and it was green grass and it was, it was a beautiful vision, you know, and I was finally like released from all that anger and resentment and hatred. And um, I had really bad asthma and really bad allergies. I gave myself needles for my um, allergies. And I always, I was often in the hospital with asthma attacks and shortly after that, um, everything went away. I had no asthma. I had no, no, um, no allergies. And I had really severe allergies and people would ask me like, how did you get rid of your allergies and your asthma? I said, I have no idea, but I think maybe it might've been like from this course from forgiveness. And back then they didn't have as many studies as they do today that are linked to uh, how forgiveness really frees you right it like physical illnesses as well oh yes and it did it really cleared up everything like it was just like being reborn it was amazing it was the most beautiful experience and I you know I found um I found my religion again I found God um I started going to church and you know but my family was um, very resentful towards me, uh, and they still are. I think I, I we don't talk about it because they don't feel that um, he, I have the that I should have forgiven my father. And then I'm like, but you guys understand what Jesus said on the cross, right? <laughs> so they still don't understand, and they, they still- and that was forgive them. They they know not what they are doing, or they do not know what they're doing, right? right. And and so the forgiveness cycle, one of the forgiveness uh, exercises was taking my father's face into my own hands and looking into his face and looking at him as a four year old child, right? And you look at him in his eyes as a four year old child, and you and you this 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 was 
was the experiment. Like it was the, the experience that we were put through. And you look at him as a four-year-old child and think like, what happened? Like obviously programs and life and, and it took him to the wrong road because we are all that, all each and every one of us are a four-year-old child. We all have it inside of us. And so if we look at someone, you can't look at that person the way they are today and, and have that anger and that hatred for what they've done to you. And no matter what people have done to us, whether we've been, you know, like I've been emotionally, mentally, sexually, physically abused. But when we could look at that individual and just see them as a four-year-old child, I think you'll be able to, they, they call, you know, remove that mask from them and then see that little child, that innocent child, right? So it was a beautiful experience. And mm -hmm. do you ever forget? No, I've never forgotten. I still, I'm 54. I still cry for the loss of my mom. She's been gone for 44 years. Um, you know, do I sometimes, my dad's remarried, he has children, he has grandchildren. Do I sometimes feel upset family? Yes, of course. Like he, he took all that away from us and we don't have that. And so, you know, but I don't have that bitterness, that hatred, that anger, that you know, like that you want to see somebody die, like that horrible, like, I want to mm -hmm. see them dead. Like, you know, for somebody to ever feel that way is horrible. And I hope that, you know, and I just wish that people would understand that if you can just let go, no matter what the tragedy, no matter what someone has done to you, you're not excusing that God will take care of that on, uh, you know, on his end. But well, it's, it's a, mm, well, it's a wonderful teaching um, that you've uh, uh, helped our listeners with. And the teaching is that you were physically ill for many, many years and took who knows how many drugs for your asthma and, and going and um, being under the care of people who know what they're doing to help you heal, to help you forgive um, gave you your life back, gave you your health back. Yes. And uh, for our listening audience, I mean, they now have studies um, that people who hold on to anger actually causes physical uh, illnesses. 100%. My grandfather, um, who was my mom's dad, obviously was uh, very upset and he en ended up in a major depression. And he always was physically sick and wanted the doctors to find something. Well, the doctors never found anything because he was mentally sick because he was going through depression and his mental illness was causing all these physical pains. Where, well, my grandfather who raised me ended up committing suicide. And so there's, we've got that mental illness in our family that, that is there. And it's very strong because it's like a lot of my family members suffer from that and but you know they they it just if only they could understand that if you can really do that forgiveness mm -hmm. you'll, be, you'll be you'll be so free so free yes talk to us about uh finding spirituality and how that helped you um so spirituality means two things for me one is um uh, I, I, I love God. I believe in God. And I believe that he's helped me through 
my life, even when I feel that he's not there, that's one spirituality for me. But the other spirituality part is where you don't, you know, there's people that maybe feel the universe um, is what it helps them. Um, you know, there's all kinds of different words for it. For me, spirituality is knowing that um, I take care of myself from, from the inside out, um, that I'm a, a good person, that I do great deeds, that I help others, um, that, you know, uh, I believe in a, I believe in a higher power. So it doesn't necessarily have to be that, Hey, you know, God, God, it, it just, to me, it means that I'm, I'm open to receiving all the goodness that there is from that higher power. And, you know, I am a big believer of a strong morning routine. And that to me is my spiritual um, my, my spirituality, because my morning mm -hmm. routine helps me to take care of my physical body, helps me to take care of my emotional, uh, my emotions, my mental and my spiritual. So, you know, like working out and eating healthy and writing in a grateful journal and, and journaling and praying. So those are all things for me that, um, you know, are, are reading, I try to listen to books. I, I, I don't have time to read as much as I used to, but I'm big on audiobooks. So I, I'm constantly listening to stuff and they're all, uh, you know, uh, you know, self-help books and constant. I mean, I've got, I've got a huge library of, you know, books and audiobooks, And I, and I think it's important to fill your mind every day with something positive, something good. Oh, yes. Today, we're going through some major challenges. And many of us are experiencing, you know, that mental, um, that mental exhaustion. And I, and I know that I'm experiencing it as well. And, you know, I, I, I try to do a lot more when I feel this way. I feel like maybe it's, I have to do maybe more forgiving sometimes. Um, you know, you can turn around and forgive all kinds of different things. You can forgive yourself. You can forgive what's happening in the world right now. Um, you know, I look at, um, I look at certain people in my visualization and I, and I pray for them and I ask for forgiveness. You know, uh, I forgive you, please forgive me. You know, that's, it's a great, mm -hmm. it's a great way to be. So, yeah. It's a great exercise. You are listening to the Rhonda Grant show right now, whose podcast has been treated with digital audio health by Symetrax. And I'm speaking with Laura Avaliza, uh, who uh, is joining us today to talk about um, how she became uh, spiritually, really spiritually enlightened uh, after uh, many years of uh, learning how to forgive, um, becoming spiritual, and also uh, finding her determination. Uh, Laura, where may people contact you? Um, they can go onto my website, which is uh, www.lauraavaleze, which is A-V-O-L-E-S-E.com. 
Um, I have my, my, my book is there. Um, there's a, a trailer there for my book. Um, so yeah, you can go on there. You can email me through there if you have any questions. I'm always, always available to help people. Like I, I, it gives me, you know, it makes me feel um, blessed that I'm able to help someone. So if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out that way. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you. Talk to us about determination. Where inside of yourself did you find determination in order to grow and uh, be who you are today? Where did that sit with you? So Rhonda, that, you know, all started back in 1995 when I did that four day course, I didn't know anything about determination. I, you know, I grew up, uh, again, I was, I grew up being controlled and, um, you get married, you've made your bed, you lay in it. That's, you know, you, you do everything for others that, you know, you're there for your husband, you're there for your kids and you put yourself last. And so I never knew anything about what the termination meant. And then once I discovered myself, once I, I, you know, went through my forgiveness and discovered myself, People will describe, like, if you ask people, like, I'm a very determined, you know, lady, and everything I do, I put, you know, determination first, it's like, uh, I'm here to survive, and I'm here to be the best that I can be. And without determination, you, you can't do it. And I was never, I think, uh, I also had to forgive myself, because I never thought that I was good enough. And, you know, I've had I've, I'm in, I've had four books. Uh, I'm the best-selling author of four books. Um, I've been in a documentary. I've been in magazines. I've been in podcasts. I've been on um, uh, radio. I've been on uh, TV shows. And I never, um, I never gave myself the, hey, you're doing, you've done great. And so I finally had to say, Laura, like, you know, there's, you've, you've done well, like you, you're, doing you know what you know your your sole purpose is is meant to do and and that took determination because every time I fall flat on my face and believe me over the years I've fallen so many times I'm always do yes and just Mm -hmm. because you know like life is life and there's always going to be challenges and you know Uh, But every time I fall flat on my face, I get up and I go again, and I go even stronger and better. And right now I'm going through a major challenge. And and so I know that um, if I keep believing, and I keep having faith, and I keep praying, and I, and because I just finally realized that every time I have a something like falling on my face, and I pick up that determination, I just come out even stronger. And so, you know, you have to be determined to, to be and do and have and, you know, whoever mm-hmm. you want to be, right? So Exactly. Do you feel like you've been called or guided on your journey? I, I yes, I have. Um, I've, I've, I've felt it my whole life. Um, I've looked at it. My sister and I have always looked at, like, think, you know, why are her and I kind of have had the same life path, like, the struggles and we're like, why? And, and we just do feel like we've been called. She's a medium. And so she's been called to heal people. I think I've been called to help people heal through forgiveness. I know. And I've realized that when people read my book, the 
testimonials that I get are absolutely amazing. And that's where I realized that that is my calling is that I, I think I, I provide hope to, to a lot of people when they read my story. That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What extraordinary discoveries have you found in your life or discovery? It can be a discovery. Discover extraordinary discoveries. I've had so many, uh, um, but I I think the biggest one has been that. um, And I just sort of been talking about it is like when I fall flat on my face, um, I don't stay there long. I just get up and I, and I go, but I've also like, when I go through a challenge and I, you know, question and I'm, and I'm upset and I'm down and, and I think like, God, where are you? It's like, he's there. And we are, you know, some of us are, I don't know, I've had one challenge after another. And if you read my book, people are like, I've had people say, I just want to throw this book across the room because they can't understand or believe all the things I've been through. So the discovery I've had is that, um, what, what's that saying? What doesn't kill me makes me stronger. (laughs) That's exactly what the saying is. (laughs) Yeah. So that's me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And let me tell you, like I, you know, with, there's a, a huge challenge right now that I'm, I'm, um, it, 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 it's a, it's a big one. And, um, uh, mm-hmm. well, uh, and, and some of them are, uh, some of them are, uh, really big and some of them are very tender and, um, it's hard for us to, uh, sometimes, uh, see on the other side of that when we're in it. And I find that's that's a thing with um, uh, having sadness uh, for something. But, but what I do know is that as big as this challenge is right now, I do know that it's going to turn out to be okay because mm-hmm. we do have that higher power, and and you know we're we come out of it if you have faith, and if you believe, and if you stay s- strong and and pray that we'll come, we'll come out of that. And I know that with this challenge, I know that it's, it's going to be okay, but I don't understand it right now. And that's the other thing. Like sometimes when we're going things through things, we don't understand why. And then later on you go, ah, I get it now. And so I think that's, I don't, this one is like, whoa, like why, but and again, I don't understand why, but I'll someday understand it. Mm-hmm. And I, and well, I, I think, to, wait. Well, I think too that uh, we're tested sometimes uh, for mm. our strength. And, you know, you've had to dig down uh, into the essence of your being to find the strength to endure already the tragedies uh, that have been in your past, let alone garner up the bravery to march on and succeed in life. And there are some who are not able to rise above it. And so I really commend you uh, for the strength of your spirit, um, because that's, uh, that's the essence of who you are is getting in touch with your soul. And it's your soul um, that helps you through these really hard times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to thank you so much uh, for sharing your story, uh, your stories with us today, because you've had a long 
journey and um, you've become very strong uh, because of it. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank and you, uh, is there anything else that you'd like to talk about before I wrap up the show? No, I don't think so. But I do encourage people to um, pick up a copy of the book. It really is um, um, a very inspiring book, although it doesn't start off that way. But it, you'll, I think people will get amazing, um, you know, growth from it you can get it on amazon it's called breaking barriers um, yes and you know just uh, and if you can't afford one just wonderful and so let their listeners know again where they may reach you laura yeah my website is uh, lauraavaleze.com wonderful well thanks so much for being on the show today thank you rhonda Thank you. Theme song coming up for the Rhonda Grant show, Sun on the Water, is composed and performed by my friend John Park Wheeler. This is Rhonda Grant with the Rhonda Grant show, author of Magical Forces Within, Extraordinary Discoveries in an Ordinary Life, inviting you to look for the magical forces within yourself today and every day. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in to the Rhonda Grant Show with your host, Rhonda Grant. If you would like to find out more information about Rhonda and her upcoming guests and the work that she does, go to her website, rhondagrantauthor.com. That's rhondagrantauthor.com. 